Welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. My name is Zach Adams, and I pastor a church located just outside of Athens, Georgia. The name of the church is Calvary 316. If you're local, come hang out with us one Sunday morning. Our service is at 1030. We're located off of Highway 316. You can learn all about the church by going to calvary316.com. If you're not local but looking for a good church, you can watch online. We live stream our Sunday service again, 1030 Sunday mornings. Easiest way to find us is to go to calvary316.live. That is a quick link to our YouTube channel, and uh, and you can watch our service. So encourage you to check out all of that. I am joined in studio by the man that needs no introduction. Uh, he's he's rocking his own branded beanie. I sure am, Mr. It Creighton Vaughn. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, you got a Creighton, Creighton branded beanie. It's the I'm Creighton for well. Creighton College, right? But Creighton it's just, University. Creighton University, but it, it works um, for you, right? Yes, it does. It works for me. They spell it the same way. I'm a big fan of the color blue, so it works very well. And you get that kind of blue hue behind you. You got the beanie, very wintry. Like I am very wintry like because we're past bunny. Christmas and we're looking towards summer, so I can be. A you're little looking bit towards now. summer. I've, I've been looking already. Toward, I've been looking towards summer for three months now. Uh, understood. No, Winter started 10 days ago, and it, I'm looking forward. It's <laughs> yes. cold. Well, also joined in studio by our two buddies. Uh, we've got uh, Oregon Dexter, Mr. Isaac. How you Hello, doing? Hello. I'm doing great. Not wearing my uh, flannel today, sadly. And I also didn't bring my gift of a half-open bag of chips. But <laughs> next week, I will for sure. Glad that was here. something that no one knew happened two weeks ago, except for if you were here. Yeah, and uh, you know, if anyone is looking for some Elotes chips, I have a Isaac bag. brought. He brought this big bag of <laughs> chips that were half eaten and stale. They were not stale. You know, as like, fair. hey guys, I'm bringing you something to share tonight. No, I don't think they were half. Eaten. Nobody, I think they nobody were like less than them. a quarter eaten. And I got home, and Alexis is like, "That was the weirdest thing to do." And I was like, "Listen, I am not gonna waste food." That's okay? kind of that's kind of my go to, right? For I mean, sh- I just sure. figure there's got to be in every group of guys one guy that just, you know, the giver. Well, there's a giver and then there's a receiver. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a giving tree and there's a receiving tree. And what I'm trying to say that was one way around <laughs> it. There is that people like you know some people just don't waste food. And I was hoping one of you guys were one of those people, and I was wrong. So I don't <laughs> appreciate my half-eaten bag of chips. Also joined in studio by Spice Daddy. Addy, I will say Spice Daddy is his ego is really starting to to implode. You came in the no, it's star got, no, of the it's show, exploding still. Hasn't it's, imploded yet. He's still riding chair. high. It's still riding high. Yeah, I'm in a new chair now, and I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not as relaxed as I normally am. No, I like it though. This is yeah. yeah you're not. You're not sprawled out on the couch. I, I'm not. And the <clears throat> main problem is uh, most of the audience can't see it right now. But if they had a wide angle shot, the reason why we re- I originally sat on the couch was because anybody that sat next to me looked like a dwarf sitting next to me mm-hmm. and it just worked out. And now I'm, I'm off the couch, like the Island. So <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> we we're trying to keep you on your toes. I, yeah, I know trying to keep it fresh. I, I you know, I like being fresh. How was your Christmas? How, how was your new year? Uh, Christmas was good. It was a long week. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, some good, some bad. And new year's was good. Hung out with uh, some good friends of mine. Right on. How was your uh, your Christmas, your New Year's, Isaac? It was good. I drove down to Florida, which was the longest slash most dangerous drive I've ever had in my life, mm. and I've driven across the country twice. What made it dangerous? Well, um, Old people. Just Florida drivers? Yeah, it's like everyone's like, oh, go to Florida. It's the best place. No, no, it's not. Um, but what made it dangerous is that people on the freeway would be going 90 which was me. I was people. Okay. And um, then all of a sudden, the, the people would just stop. I mean, mm-hmm. immediately. And so if you took your eyes off the road for one second, which I do quite frequently, you know, just there's just like one second at a time, one second at a time, you know, but, and I, you know, I remember looking over at a billboard cause there's like a thousand of them now every second and breaking I just, news billboards yeah there's billboards now guys and so i looked back and alexis is like stop and i just look forward and that happened several times but here's the thing it was for no apparent reason mm-hmm. there was no cop there was no 
alligator. There was definitely no alligators. I would have appreciated that actually, mm-hmm. or maybe even a large sea turtle. But would have been in a dangerous place. A, a gigantic sea turtle. Right. Right. But uh, no, the trip down there was fun. Um, but uh, yeah, it was nice to see Alexis's mom and and Sean. So. But so was, we are we are in. Uh, this is the first episode of 2024, which is really a, quite a bizarre thing, honestly. I was thinking about that today. It's 2024. I turned 31 in like 45 days. It's 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 weird. It's just 2024. I just kind of hard. I have a hard time. We're in the roaring 20s, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but just just strange. And uh, so first episode of the year. Um, very excited about what the Lord has in store for the Outlaw Radio Show. Um, trying out some new things. A um, little bit of a new twist to the studio here. Trying to add some backlighting, a little bit of textured. Uh, again, moving Spice Daddy to a new chair. Um, also, one of the things that um, was kind of had been, has been brought to our attention. So, <clears throat> the way that this show works is we are uh, we're recording a podcast that gets released on Thursday. That's actually kind of changing. Not that the podcast um, isn't going to be released on Thursday, but the show really isn't about recording a podcast. So <clears throat> this is more of a YouTube show that gets podcasted versus a podcast that gets live streamed. And so we are kind of making that subtle uh, uh, subtle change. Not really going to affect the content, I wouldn't say, Creighton. Um, you were kind of the one that brought this uh, to my attention. Uh, why are we kind of making that, that change in, in branding and perspective? Um, I don't know if, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but it's actually the way that most of these kinds of quote unquote podcasts work these days. Um, like I don't know very many people that actually listen to podcasts on a podcasting app. Um, most people now just watch the, a YouTube version of the podcast anyway. So we're just transitioning more to focus more towards YouTube. Um, we're going to try and get some shorts out. Um, try and get more into the YouTube ecosystem and tailor ourselves more to that. Uh, like, um, uh, what's the word for the big math thing that the all algorithm the, algorithm try and thank you. Um, you. Try and tailor ourselves a li- little bit more towards the algorithm in terms of the way that we are presenting our content, not our actual content. All we need to do is get Pfizer to sponsor us. And then, I mean, you know what Dude, I mean? That's exactly what we need. Pfizer yeah. and Mod- or Moderna either or one. my pillow. My pillow, Mike Lindell. We're still here, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, I, let me let me let me say this though: is that um, if you enjoy the podcast, if you listen to the podcast, if that's if you've never watched the Outlaw Radio Show, and you get the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, and you're hearing what's being said, nothing changes for you at all. Um, not even in the slightest. And nothing so, changes for the podcasters <laughs> at all. There's um, a lot of people that do listen to the podcast, but just as far as just the mediums go. You know, like the Joe Rogan show is is podcasted, but at the same time, like it's Spotify. So he makes most of his money mm-hmm. through his big Spotify contract. But like most people consume Joe Rogan, mostly in shorts, like short bites, not even the full show on YouTube. Yes. And so we're just, we're going to be this year experimenting around uh, just with some more me- uh, mediums. Um, Trying to extend our reach a little bit, maybe, <clears throat> you know. If we could actually turn a profit from this, it would mean that we could spend more time on it. We could do more things. We could do all kinds of stuff. Oh, we, we are you know. we are absolutely the epitome of a nonprofit entity. So we because have, we don't make nothing. We have made nothing, <laughs> and we do this because Jesus tells us to. But again, that's that's kind of one of the changes coming in twenty twenty four, which we're excited about. One of the other things, and this is active right now, is that you know one of the. One of the fun aspects of the show is is the ability to interact with the audience. And hey, Happy New Year. Um, we would love to hear from you uh, about your New Year's, New Year's resolution, things that you're looking forward to for this year. Um, up until now, the main medium for that has been um, the comment section on both our YouTube channel, uh, which is outlawradio.live, or our Facebook page, <clears throat> which is facebook.com slash theradiooutlaw. So up until this point, uh, you've been able to leave comments, feedback, drop questions, say hello on on the threads to both of the live streams. Problem with that is that sometimes there's a, a delay and and how those get to us. Uh, Crate, you monitor those in real time, right? Yes, I do. But roughly. there, but there's a bit of a lag, right? Yes. And so and so that you know it's hard to sometimes engage 
in the moment. And not only that, but you know, I, I would also say that sometimes people might have a question or they want it. They want to drop a comment. Um, but in a public format like that, a forum like that, uh, there might be a little bit of hesitation to, to, to really like, Hey, I'm curious about this, but I don't want to put my name to this. Um, there's that component to it. Or I just don't want to put my name in a public comment section at all. At all. Which first I would just say to that, don't have your name on YouTube is what I would say. (laughs) Anonymous accounts are easy to make. Uh, Anonymous accounts are easy to make. Um, you can always, and and this is not a new, a new wrinkle. Uh, you can always submit an email. You can drop us an email at pokecreighton at gmail.com. Again, pokecreighton at gmail.com. But again, that's not like in real time. We get, those things after the fact. Um, but what we have implemented starting right now is we have a, a phone number. It's actually our church line. It's a, it's a Google number, uh, 678-883-3316. Again, 678-883-3316 um, is our, an open text message. So Justin actually has a phone <clears throat> that's got the number built into it. And so if you're wanting to submit any type of a thought, question, comment, feedback, and you want it more immediate, uh, you can send a text message uh, instead of, of dropping something into a public forum. And so, or if you're, you know, listening to the podcast or watching later on and you want to send a comment drop, to the, yeah. for the same exact reasons, it'll be open all the time because it is our church number. <clears throat> yes. And again, that is 678-883. Three three one six, and you can find those in the comments on both Facebook and YouTube. I added that as well. <laughs> you added that, great. Um, well, with all that, with all that being said, kind of a little housekeeping there. Uh, you guys have any any resolutions? Anything um, for you guys looking at at a new year? Um, things that you're wanting to? I, I was listening to sports radio, and this guy was getting uh, railed because I guess he's a he's a big New Year's resolution type of guy, and they were making fun of him because it was like, yeah, you're gonna. Uh, you're going to quit these resolutions, you know, like everyone else by like middle of February. Um, and he made an interesting point. He goes, so what? At least I'm trying, mm. you know, at least I'm trying. You're right. I'm going to probably fail and I'll probably quit, but at least I'm going into the year trying to be better. At least he did it for a month. At least know? he did it for a month. Right. Um, I, a couple of years ago, wanted to lose some weight um, and um, I nailed it. Um, I, I went from 185 to 125 and like say you two kind of and a half months. A oh, I, 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 I was doing great. I lost a lot of weight, but as with most resolutions, I've added it all back since, um, most of it has been a good thing. Yeah. A healthy thank the thing. Lord. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, by the way is tomorrow, tomorrow, January 4th will be officially two years since I went to the hospital. My goodness. Which that's is bonkers. Wild. Isn't that bonkers? <laughs> Two years since uh, paramedics showed up at, at my house, and 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 I began a, a very interesting, unexpected journey um, that still has me here, which is wonderful. But um, two years. So for me, man, I, I I'm loving life. I'm so excited about another year. Um, I'm excited about all the things that we've got planned for my children and some of the exciting experiences. You know, you get to a point in life. You know, where you start, like, I don't want to say living vicariously through your kids, but, like, finding yourself having an, an immense amount of joy by your kids experiencing new things. And um, <clears throat> my son, Quincy, has a uh, big baseball tournament, so we're going to be going this summer to Cooperstown. He's going to be playing uh, at Cooperstown. We're going to get to see the Baseball Hall of Fame. You know, just a lot of things. we got a beach trip planned. We've got just a, a lot of stuff. This will be a pretty crazy year of transition uh, for my family with education and school and Mabel will be starting kindergarten in August. Oh like goodness. it's, yeah, no. So, I mean, we're in a really fun season of, um, my dad asked me at new year's, he goes, he goes, you got any, any kind of resolutions for the church? And I, I really, it's not a cop out, but it's like, no, I don't, I don't really have any big plans. Um, I'm just really excited to just keep like, just that simple obedience, that simple life, that just the simplicity of, of things. Like I don't need to change everything. I don't need to have major adjustments. Like um, I've kind of had some of those, you know, imposed on me over the last few years. Like I'm just really excited to have 
um, again, normalcy. Now, I, I, I think 2024, <clears throat> for other reasons, will be pretty far from normal. This is an election year. We've got some crazy things, I think, on the horizon as far as our country goes. Uh, but as far as me personally and the church, man, just that steady faithfulness. Uh, what uh, Eugene Peterson wrote a book, you know, um, uh, simple obedience in, in like uh, in, the, in the same direction. I think it, I forget what the name of the book is, but it was like there's something about being simply obedient each step along a journey. You know, mm-hmm. you have to deviate. You don't have to have big ups and downs. You just that simpleness. Uh, Justin, what about you? Just this this year, I I gave up on doing dreams and. Resolutions I gave up on, on dreams years ago. <laughs> I have years no dreams. Ago. <laughs> I got no dreams. It's kind of a waste of time, in my opinion. If it's for you, it's for you. But for me, it's not anything. I just kind of go with the flow now. So gave up on dreams. Gave up on a future. Yeah, just doing I feel with today. inspired. I gotta say, I can feel it inspired. <laughs> Listen, it it it's taken me different places I never thought I'd go. I didn't dream to go to different places. I did. And it turned out good and turned out bad. And I mean, that's just the way life goes. So I just kind of roll with the, the, where God has Simple me Simple obedience. Going. Same yeah. thing. I'm okay with that. It just, yeah. it, it makes life a lot easier. I, I spend less time focusing on me when I'm that way and more time focusing on being, a, being the, an outlaw radio star. Yeah, right. Now, I mean, and everybody knows that I am the face now. At least Clearly. The, the bare minimum, the beard of outlaw radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Can we get a zoom in on the gray, please? <laughs> this is all COVID stress uh, gray, so it's okay. What about you, you Isaac? Yeah, that's a great question. I have mixed feelings, um, and until my conversation with my boss yesterday, actually, I was not really having any particular... Um, resolutions because I don't think that we should start something out by a date. I think it's kind of arbitrary. However, you know, if you think about starting a fire, sometimes you need a little lighter fluid. You know what I mean? If you're not as much of a man, like I am not. So, so you're going for arson. I haven't gone to prison yet. That's what I'm saying. I know where you can get a flamethrower. (laughs) There's still a chance. Um, but seriously though, we were talking on the phone. He's like, you know, do you have any New Year's resolutions? And, you know, I was like, no, not really. I mean, we're, we're going vegan, mostly plant-based. Um, but that, that wasn't really a New Year's resolution. And then I was like, do you have any New Year's resolution? And he said, well, I'm going to read through the Bible this year. And then I'm doing this thing where, you know, it's like 40 push-ups, and we say the Lord's Prayer and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, this guy's really serious. And it This actually, is your boss. This is my boss. Yeah, he's a Christian. Super, super good guy. Is he going to do the reading plan that's Genesis, Exodus, two chapters of Leviticus, a little bit of Numbers, and then he starts it all over because he's quit? No, I that don't think so. That reading plan? I don't think so. Okay. But uh, that sounds I've like That's the most plan. famous that reading plan. sounds like a reading plan I could get into. That's <laughs> most, <laughs> most people's reading plans. Genesis, Exodus were good. Leviticus gets a little weird. Let's go to Numbers. Right. And right. then you're like, Two chapters into that, and you're like, you know, I think I'll just do this next year. Yeah, exactly, because next year's a good time to start stuff. But it, it really actually convicted me because Alexis had been, had been saying, and I'm actually not that great at reading the, reading the Bible on my own, because actually your sermons are, it's hard to understand the Bible out without understanding the context. Mm. And there's so many references, as Jordan Peterson would say, there's like over 100,000 references within the text to other parts of the text. And so without having that kind of context, which is what makes your sermon so special is because you explain that, um, it's hard to read the Bible for me for that reason. And it convicted me because Alexis has been saying, you should understand and read the thing that you believe in. And I completely agree. And so, um, <laughs> like the, the kind words of a wife. <laughs> yes. The kind, encouraging kick in the arse words of your wife. <laughs> yes. Um, You're on the LL radio show now. You need to up your game. Well, you know, you got to have one person who just, you know, just doesn't, <laughs> hasn't been to Israel, uh, or China, Mongolia, not a world traveler, archeologist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Someone who, I don't have my master's degree. So all I'm saying See, is, see, that's why I don't have any goals anymore. I've already achieved everything. <laughs> <He's> achieved everything. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I love that. But anyway, yeah. So I think that reading the Bible is probably my, uh, new year's resolution. Thanks. Cool. Craig, what about you? 
You know what? I actually decided this on New Year's Eve. Um, I have been accused on two separate occasions in the last, uh, what is it, two weeks? Of hating baby Jesus? No. That's been <laughs> many, many more occasions than that over oh, okay. the last couple of months, which is obviously Just not true. Sure. No, but I've been accused on, on uh, two separate occasions by two different people in the last couple of weeks that the reason I've been single my whole life is because I've never tried. Hmm. Um, and so I decided that this year I'll try. Do you think that there's truth to that? Um, I am on the fence. I would say that I have tried. So here's what I, I would say that I have tried, but I would not say that I've had that you've tried that I've like <laughs> been in a mode of trying more than I have been in a mode of not trying. I've definitely not tried for much more time than I have tried. <laughs> that is the weirdest. I have tried a little bit. A couple of times. So what does is, what is trying look like for you, Craig? I have no idea. Okay. We're going to have to figure that out. I will help you figure that out. Yes. So we're gonna I think we all out, will. It'll be a collective, the... a collective effort of all that love Creighton. I think I already started this by doing that uh, chat GPT uh, <laughs> sure, dating we've profile. Got a, we've got a profile out there for you. Although we're working on Spice Daddy, uh, we're, Jessica and I are setting him up on not, it's not really a blind date. We're we're getting Spice Daddy out. That's mingling. right. You need to try too, sir. Yeah, yeah. You guys could go on some double dates. You know, I'm just saying. They could do that. With we, we really don't want them to do that. I feel <laughs> we like we're keep both them separated. I feel like we're both too awkward. Yeah. Neither of us can anchor. I, yeah, I feel no. like I need to focus more on other things in my life before that, though. Now yeah, we got you, Justin. A good woman will do you well. Mm-hmm. That's yep. right here. If Good you had woman. like a drug addiction, I would say yes. You should probably focus on that first. Uh, <laughs> but we're not dealing with that, you know. Hey, kick the heroin first, then maybe <laughs> right. find a woman. But that's not what we're dealing with, Justin. You know, I mean, you've got a master's degree. You're a master digger. Listen, all I'm saying is, you just need you're to... a shoveler. Yes, I, I I was. I could dig a hole with the best of them. Man, you gotta you could spade it with the rest. I can see it. You got so a so last uh, last time we were together right before Christmas, uh, we kind of teased a topic. Um, well, I guess before I even get to that, do we have any anything anything pinging at all? Um, yes, I got a couple of comments. Okay, again, don't forget, and and we'll reiterate this. Uh, you can always drop us a text now. Six seven eight 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 three 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 one six six seven eight 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 three 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 one six, and that comes directly to Justin Spice Daddy, and uh, that's the easiest, quickest way to get on the air. But we have some comments. Yes, so we have a uh, Happy New Year from Karen. Uh, this is Justin's second favorite Karen. <clears throat> gotcha. So I want to say Happy Happy well, New Year, Karen. Well, that's just because she's second behind her, his mother. Right. His mother uh, is also yeah. a Karen. I did, yes, I did introduce some of that last church potluck. That's great. Karen to Karen. Good These move. are my two favorite Karens. Um, we Happy also New have... Happy uh, to Justin's second favorite Karen, by the way. Yes. One more time. Happy New Year to Justin's second favorite Karen. Thank you. Yep. She says thank you, I'm sure. <laughs> you were like, guess. Uh, or not. She might be like, <laughs> yeah, forget you, man. <laughs> Also, Miss Ann says good evening and happy new year from DNI. So everyone say happy new year, Miss Ann. Absolutely. Happy, happy new, new year, year. Miss Ann. Uh, she's saying, praying God's richest blessings to you all this coming year. Greatest is faithfulness. Indeed. Thank Indeed. You. you too. There's no one that can say that better than her other than maybe you. Yeah, no. Miss Ann is is my my trachy. She's my <laughs> trachy buddy. Have you ever heard that? Yes, that many times from you. Yeah, she's got she's got it. She had COVID, Miss Ann. Uh, right before I did, or a couple of months, maybe a month before I did. So she's got a trach scar, and I have a trach scar. So we're trachies. Wow. So that's our <laughs> it's our connection. But yes, those are the comments I got. Okay, wonderful. So there was a um, topic that that was floated um, about middle of the the, the previous episode. Um, <clears throat> we really did not have time uh, to try to unpack that question. Um, to its fullest extent. And so we teased it a little bit and that here we are and we've got ample time. Uh, so I, I know that the question kind of originated uh, with you, Isaac. So mm-hmm. uh, let's reintroduce it. Let's start fresh and then, and then we'll, we'll just see where the Lord takes us tonight. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, so my wife and I were having a discussion and uh, somehow or another, uh, I can't remember 
how it was brought up, but she said, you know, are you going to, you're going to trade me in for a newer model, which again, she didn't say that because I had said something that was just out of the blue to which I responded like, and trade you in like now or later at some point in time in the future. Okay. So she's worried about like the present. No, 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 I don't (laughs) think so. But, uh, but maybe, I don't know. Um, (laughs) but, uh, like any man, uh, wise man, I said, I will trade you in when I get to heaven. <laughs> and um, that, that worked out great. It did not go over well. There was a little bit of a pause. And in my mind, it w- didn't seem that long. But what I said was, I'm going to trade you in for Jesus. You know what I mean? Because that still did not work out very well. No, 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 no. no. Definitely no, not did at all. not. Um, didn't go over the way I thought it would. In my mind, it was a joke. But actually, there was some truth behind it. Not that I was going to trade her in, but legitimately, <laughs> I don't know that marriage exists beyond Earth. And so that's kind of where my question was, is, you know, does marriage be exist beyond, beyond this life? Does it go into eternity? Are we still married? And kind of what does that look like if we right. are? Well, let's... Uh, so, you know, there, there's... When you talk about the afterlife, and I don't care what your religious background, persuasion, um, denomination, what it happens to be, um, that particular topic, uh, the topic related to marriage, sex, um, is something that like every religion to an extent has to address. And you get some wild stuff. Like you've got, you know, Muhammad in, in Islam that promises specifically for uh, the martyr, for those that die in jihad, um, 70 virgins. Which will not be virgins for very long. I just want to point out. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> that, a very temporary thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of they, a one-time thing. There's not, exactly. Not a bunch of perpetual virgins. No, there isn't. Um, but so, like, so, but that's the, uh, you know, great, in, you know, incentivizing martyrs. Um, hey, if you die in jihad, holy war, uh, this is what Allah promises you. 70 virgins, you know, so this celestial orgy, so to speak. Um, not to be um, outdone, Mormons have kind of their own similar uh, twist on that. Creighton, you want to kind of explain? Uh, I know that's one of your favorite topics. Oh, I do love the Mormons. So I'm going to paraphrase some of this because it's wild. But essentially, if you're a really good Mormon, you get your own planet and your own celestial wife that you get to have lots of babies with to fill this planet, who you will then be father God to. Um, And basically, a cycle will repeat similar to what happened with father God and Jesus on our planet. And that will repeat ad infinitum. Quick question while we're on that note. What happens if you're a really good Mormon woman? I I have I assume that you would be a celestial wife somewhere, but I'm actually not certain. I've never heard anyone ask that question in Mormon circles. Okay. Because I'm just curious. You know, for reasons. Women definitely do not matter in that religion. Not no, much. No, or no. or in Islam. Yeah. Um so so but my point is that there is um that topic is not just unique to Christianity. I I'll put it that way. Like that's not like just so whatever the Christian answer is, um, and again, people love to pick on Christianity um, and never address other religious, you know, presentations of the afterlife, you know, because it's like, oh, we got these problems with Christians. It's like, well, what about Islam or Mormonism? Like, let's like, let's be real that like the Christian explanation of, of certain things um, is a lot more rational and even equitable um, as opposed to other major religions uh, on the planet. Now, so so you're left with this question: what, what is what 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 did this what does this specific earthly relationship look like after death and the mm-hmm. afterlife? So let's let's maybe take a couple steps back to try to do the topic justice. Um, let's talk about just generally, what do, what do human relationships look like at all in the afterlife? Um, the Bible very cl- clearly teaches 
um, that, that the afterlife, um, that humanity is, is like, there are two different destinies, um, for humanity in the afterlife, um, two different destinies that look radically different from each other, uh, for the believer to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We go straight to heaven. If you're a Christian, if you are an unbeliever, you rejected Jesus. So you're going to stand in judgment on your own for your own sin. Uh, there is a holding place after death called Hades in which you await what's known as the great white throne judgment and then ultimately hell. So, so just very broadly, all humanity, regardless of being married or friends or enemies or, you know, end up end, end up two different destinies you based know upon decision. About, what's funny about that is just the idea of waiting is its own form of punishment. It's Honestly, its own form of If you've ever been in a long line, it's just like... I imagine Hades is, for the most part, the DMV. Yeah, exactly. You know, it is. It's just, it's like, what it's, more punishment could you You're waiting imagine? for your number to be called, and you're like, can we just get it over with? And it's never going to come. No. Um, so so now now let's, let's, let's set hell aside um, in regards to, well, I, we don't really have to say, like, well, we know each other in heaven. I think the Bible is very clear that, yes, we will. How will we know each other in heaven? <clears throat> I think we'll probably look, for the most part, like we look. Um, you got to re- remember there's insecurities are gone. Like we are fearfully, and wonderfully made. Like all of the things that we might look at and be insecure about and heaven fall to the wayside. I'm going to be five, five. You Creighton's going to be small <laughs> I, forever. I have a question and maybe it answers the question. Okay. Uh, I think, it, well, I think it's Paul that says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yes. Which would be a spiritual aspect of things. So I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that is, it's it's just spiritual. Jesus is the firstborn of the resurrection, right? So what, and he was physical. I guess what my question would be is: marriage a physical thing, so you're, you're, or is you're it jumping spir- you're, spiritual thing? Or I'm trying to work out thing. an episode here, Spice Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I know, you're trying I know, to cut it down to the to a five minute episode. <laughs> well, I know. I, I trying to milk this for an episode here, but also like <laughs> you're at killing what, me. At what stage uh, does that come into play? Because, you know, when, when Jesus comes back, we're going to get new heaven, new earth, you're new body. You're still bodies. just pushing me here, man. You're you're just, you became the star of the show. But I, I and just now like, you're thinking you're I like just, to throw out hmm. all my questions all at once. And yeah, we'll get hmm. there. We'll get there. So broadly, broadly, we know each other. We are known. My point is that, you know, the, they say the only two things you can take to heaven with you are your friends and your memories. Um, we will we will have our memories. Good and bad? I, I think so. I, I do because again this is this gets into like the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind idea. Have you ever seen the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? It's a great yeah, movie. It's a long Jim title. Carrey Jim Carrey movie. I think Claire Danes. Is it Claire Danes? No, it's not Claire Danes. It's Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Great movie. But the whole idea like you like the I the premise of the movie is that you uh, you could go to this company and they can erase all of your me- like all of your bad memories, or they can erase a specific person from your your memories. And so, like they're in this toxic relationship. Kate Winslet's character is like she goes and she has basically Jim Carrey erased. And in the process, like Jim Carrey then goes and does the same thing, and but then he begins to realize in the midst of it all that the bad memories are the things that made the good memories even better. And like, you can't detach yourself or relationships from, from both. It's, it's a, it is a brilliant movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I think it's my favorite Jim Carrey movie for sure. Well, maybe Truman show. That's close. Those two. Yeah. One and two, maybe, uh, um, Ace Ventura, um, (laughs) similar subject matter. Dumb and dumber. Dumb and dumber is also there. There there's, there's the Grinch. Anyway. Um, my point is that, in heaven, we'll no, will be known. We'll know. Um, you know, we see uh, Elijah and Moses with Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, not only do they know each other, uh, somehow the uh, Peter, James, and Johns know they know who they are. So, so there is. So, when we get to eternity, like there, there is a a, a massive aspect of our earthly relationships 
that transfer, that continue on. We know, we're known, we have memories, those memories carry forth, we have friends, we have more friends. Um, and I think that's an important component, like, like, like this is not mysticism, this is not like we enter some grand aura like Buddhism or Hinduism. Um, we're, we're physical beings in the spiritual plane. We're known, we talk, we interact, we eat, we have mansions. Like there's, and then we serve together in the millennial kingdom. Like there's service, we worship. Um, there, there is, there is a continuation, my point, of earthly connections and, and, and in an eternal realm. Now, so that's broad and, and that, but that does set some framework that I think is important because then we, when we get to marriage, well, what about the marital relationship? Now, the only place within scripture that, that there's anything said at all about this particular topic is when the Pharisees come to Jesus with kind of one of those, I gotcha questions, which are never good to make theology out of because Jesus isn't doing that. He's actually backdooring their criticisms. Like he's undercutting their question, sometimes even in a comical way. But they come with like this hypothetical scenario about this woman who ends up marrying like seven different guys. And I might be butchering the, the analogy, but that like this hypothetical scenario, you know, she marries a guy, he dies, she, she remarries, he dies. Like, and so they're, they're, the point is like, well, obviously we're married in eternity. That's their premise. But who is she married to? Because she's had all these husbands. And she hasn't had all these husbands for because of like infidelity or extramarital affairs or anything negative to her or even the guys. Anything this, that would cause a divorce under God's law. Right. It's she's literally widowed. So this is all above board. Now who is she? Like who's she married to? And then in response to the question, and again, this is an I got you question. They're trying to peg Jesus. They're trying to get him to say something controversial where they could, you know, manipulate his words. But in, in response, what does Jesus do? He says, he basically says, hey, y'all don't even understand eternity. Because this is like the angels. No one's given, like, like basically he equates humanity to the angels and eternity. What does he mean? Like at its core, does he mean there's no marriage in heaven? Well, I think he means that there's no marriage in heaven. I, I would agree. No one's getting married in heaven. Do you mean no one is entering into a marriage in heaven? In heaven. And I think, I think, in its most simplistic understanding, what is Jesus? Jesus is saying two things, I think. He's saying, yo, y'all have no idea what you're talking about. Because eternity is totally different. He doesn't provide an explanation and how it's different. He's just saying the premise to your question is ignorant. You guys don't know what you're even talking about. Like this question is foolish. If you knew, you wouldn't ask. So secondly, and I'll get there. Okay. But secondly, and and the connection to the angelic host. And, and and again, there's some debate to this. This is just my presentation of it. But when Jesus equates humanity to the angelic being in an eternal context, I don't think it has much to do with marriage. I think it has everything to do with procreation. He's saying like in eternity, there's no procreation. There's not be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Like we have no mention of angels recreating other angels or procreating angels. There was a fixed number of angels. And I, I think in its most simplistic understanding, Jesus is saying, like, listen, you don't know what you're asking, but the whole way this works in heaven is different because there's no procreation like the angels. Like, we're not married to procreate. Now, I do think that people take this one statement by Jesus and then say, well, there's no marriage in heaven. Or that these human relationships that are formed unique to all other human connection somehow don't have any depth of meaning in eternity. 
That's not what Jesus is saying. And this is the only passage in which Jesus is saying. So in a big roundabout, I'm not sure we really know Mm -hmm. how exactly this topic works in heaven. And I think anyone that says that they do, even from a biblical standpoint, will only be able to point to this one passage and really have to, to, to massage this one passage to reach that definitive conclusion. So we know human relationships continue into heaven. We know human relationships with depth and meaning continue into heaven. So you just just said, though, that human relationships continue. And I also want to bring something that you said earlier, and that is that this is your personal hierarchy of relationships. It's your relationship with God, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your kids. And so outside of God, the highest order relationship for you is your wife. And so I couldn't imagine in eternity that you wouldn't have that relationship. So, so that's, you're, you're leading me, you're, you're leading the horse to the trough. Well, that goes back to my question. Though. And, and, and it, and it does because let's, let's take one step back further. Cause you guys are tracking with me. This is great. Of all human relationships, the two that are the most unique are the marital relationship and secondly, the paternal relationship. My kids will be my children forever. It is a distinction that never changes. Just to be clear, uh, when you say the paternal relation, do you mean the familial relation? Not no, I think specifically the bio- father, son, but I think just specifically the biological. What about adopted? That you're getting into another topic. And I was actually talking about biological. So you, you wouldn't say the maternal relationship would change. I think, I think. Would you? Well, for, for argument's sake, not to get, because that can devolve into the weeds. Let's, let's take it. Well, maybe one step outside of biology. And let's just purely make it. I am, I am dad to three kids. Now I have gen a genetic connection. Um, the Bible says to the husband and the wife, be fruitful and multiply. Those three kids share my biology. I think that there's a unique thing to that. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to make an, an equivalence because I, I have dear friends that have two adopted girls that are more biologically connected than anything. So like, I don't want to get into that weird thing. I, I, that's not, that's not the topic here. That wasn't my question. Okay. Forget the, it. Now I missed your question. Um, it's fine. The, in, the, in the weeds. So like, so there is, there is like my, my sons will be my sons forever, whether they end up in heaven or hell. And my daughter will be my daughter. And I think that there's sometimes the, the Bible says there'll be, there'll be Jesus will dry up all of our tears in heaven, meaning there's tears in heaven because I think for some people there that, you know, again, if you have one job as a parent, get your kid to heaven. I want like my number one job for my three kids is I want to spend eternity with them. Um, I don't care if they're Valley Victorian. I don't care if they're some great baseball player or they're successful. My kids could spend one of my sons could spend 30 years in jail and, and be executed by lethal injection. But if he's given his life to Jesus, then you know what? I get to spend forever with him. You know what I mean? Like, like, Yes, I have I have hopes and dreams for my children. Don't get me wrong, and I think that that connection will be unique. I will have a unique connection with Quincy, Theo, and Mabel in heaven, different than anybody else in heaven. Right? That's just that's just an obvious thing. But so now we take this step back to my wife. Well, what does the Bible say about marriage? What, what does the Bible say about sex? The entire idea of sex. God took the man, separated him into two different genders, male and female, told them to come back together and become one flesh. This is a, 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 a spiritual, unique, a metaphysical. There's something deep that happens, not just within marriage, but the consummation of marriage, which is sex. It's not just biological. It's not just emotional, which we know both is true. There's a spiritual component. Because, because God said that the two shall become one flesh, a unity in the diversity. 
The only other place that that word's really used is when God de- defines himself as, as the Lord your God is one. Like he's describing three distinct beings being one within the Godhead, and then he uses the same language with, with this union between a man and a woman. Meaning that marriage, not just the covenantal aspect, but the consummation of sex within the marriage, that there is a spiritual oneness aimed at being achieved. That's why sex is such a sacred thing. So is that English word flesh? Because when I hear that word flesh, I'm thinking physical. It's not just flesh. Is that misinterpreted or mistranslated? Flesh is the wrong word to focus on. It's one. One flesh. I, yeah, I understand it's that. It's a cod. That, that goes back to my, my original question. Is marriage a physical thing, a spiritual thing, or a combination of them? Because when I hear one a flesh, I, I think it's physical, and then in heaven it's a spiritual thing. Where It's not. all of it. No, the Bible seems to indicate that, that marriage, and specifically, we're going to get into this Sunday with the Song of Solomon, that sex, there is something, spirit. there is a spiritual component of sex, of sexual interaction within a, a covenantal mar- marriage, I, I would even say beyond that, in general, which is why there's such a safeguard and parameters around how it's supposed to be engaged. And why scripture. it can be so dangerous to people. Absolutely. Because it's literally a, a, a oneing. It's, it's how the phraseology in the Hebrew, it's a oneing together. It's two becoming one. Not just physically, because that's a temporary thing. Like we're connected birds and bees right and it's not just emotional which there's all kinds of psychology about about what happens in sex and in an emotional you know chemical context but the bible indicates that there's a spiritual oneing of the man and the woman that they become one flesh they're one person now you get it like you get into eternity. So so it's it's a temporary wanting. Again, or, we don't have an answer to it. You're I, saying sex is a wanting and not the entirety of marriage? Sex is the consummation of 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 the wanting. It well it, I think I, it plays a role in the wanting. Okay. Um which is why homosexuality is a perversion of wanting. That's a that's it's, a negative wanting. It's right un, it's unity in sameness, not diversity, which is not what God is. Again, yeah. there's something about sex and the and the the spiritual wanting that occurs within sexuality, within sexual interaction between a man and a woman. Um, again, that is spiritual in nature. Um, you are cre- it, it's part of the. Okay, so think of it this way. Man, I'm going to get a, a little too far ahead of Song of Solomon here, but like, God creates. Then he makes man in our image. And what does he tell us to do? Two things. Tend to his creation. And then what? Something that is completely unique. We're created in his image and likeness. And then he tells us to what? To create in our image and likeness. Mm -hmm. Which is the closest to the divine that we can ever come. And that is by create. We create. The producing of a child is purely an illustration of of a creation a creational process that is already being undertaken that sex is a created we are make that's why we, we use it in our own vernacular making love what does what, what it mean or love making either way it's creative like we're creating something in having sex we're we're making love we're making a connection we're ma- we're forging a bond. We're creative. It's creation. And then God illustrates what's happening spiritually and emotionally by then like, oh, babies pop out. That are what? Half of you and half of her. Like, is there a greater illustration of oneness than literally producing a thing that's half you and half her? It's That's one of, you, of both of you. Like, like God has, like... So, like, sex is not just a biological thing. It's not an emotional thing. There's a spiritual component. So when we get to this bigger question about what happens in eternity, and, and people want to say, well, marriage, you know, there's not no big deal. I, I just, I, I have a hard time with that. Again, Adam and Eve, all of that happened before what took place? Sin. 
So even then, in God's original design, marriage existed. Some people in the would, garden, marriage would, existed. Do you think that Eden? And this, I'm not trying to segue, but do you think that Eden was, in its own way, a heaven, a type of heaven? It's interesting. We begin in a garden and we end in a city. Um, you look at the bigger arc of scripture. We begin in a garden, um, but we end in something even better than a garden. Okay. Um, but back to the question of marriage. Well, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been married and divorced twice and everybody's Christians. I've been married twice, divorced twice, married a third time. I'm working on it, Creighton. You're giving, I thought you were talking about you and I was like, that math doesn't add up. No. So like, this is a hypothetical. I'm sorry. But like, you're into the, like, you can get into the weeds of like, well, then what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the Bible says, are you, are you, um, are you and your wife going to be having celestial sex forever? No, I don't think so. I think the Bible I don't think that you'll care or need it. Um, it won't be for biological purposes or procreation because I think that that's the, the, like we're not creating, there's no need to create new people, but, um, is there not still a connection? Like, let's say Jessica, Jessica and I are not married in heaven. Will we not still have a unique connection in heaven different than everybody else's? Interpersonally. Yeah, for sure. We lived our whole life together. And we created three kids that are hopefully with us. Like just the the, the, the idea that like all of this gets like kind of flushed away. And if we've become one, how does that I mean, I don't think that like what God brings together somehow in eternity gets ripped apart. I don't, I don't see that within a context. Um, I think that, I don't know how it all works, but I'm just yeah. saying like people will go to that one passage, throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm just telling you from a theological biblical standpoint, I think you got bigger problems. That makes sense. Like am I, what I'm saying, making sense. I'll start with you, Creighton, because you're not married and, and we've had similar conversations, but. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm tracking in the way that like, we're talking about a thing that I I don't have a stake in currently, um, because going to change like, this like, year. Like I don't I don't care. Twenty twenty four, baby. Like I don't care if we're going to be married in heaven. I'm not married. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It might at some point. We do have a question um, from uh, someone on the online. It's from Alexis. She says, "So what about?" And I think that you touched on this, but given okay. that you're going around to to just to yeah, get for it. Go, go for it. So what about divorce outside of God's law? For example, if a married couple left each other for no other reason, they did not want to be together anymore. Is that marital relationship broken? Speaking in the sense that marriage does not continue in heaven. Okay. Well, you take one step back. Can you break the marital relationship? And the answer to that biblically is yes, you can. Uh, Even within the law, there was concessions made for divorce. Jesus affirmed those. Specifically, and what's interesting that we can talk about abuse and whatever, but like the universal one is is in the in the in the instance of sexual infidelity. Why? Well, because something has been done that completely attacks and erodes the core oneness that is essential to marriage, which is why even Jesus is like that happens. Yeah, you can you're you're free to leave. So there there is there is I guess I guess within. If you want to simplify the question and sometimes simplifying it helps you get to at least an answer. It doesn't answer all of your questions, but does get to an answer. What I would say, let's forget about the divorcees. Um, Jessica and I are going to live the next 50 years, happily married, raise kids, have grandbabies, and we're going to die together holding hands. Um, what about us? There's no cutting and pasting here. When we get to eternity, what are we? 
Are we just friends and buddies? Or is there something or or is there something from this life that transitions? I don't see anything in the scriptures that say it doesn't. Now, yeah, you can get into divorce and all kinds of other complicated things. Forget about it. Simplify it. What about that? I mean, at that point, it, it makes sense that to go back to the Jesus being like, you guys just have no right, idea what you're talking exactly. about. You really, you're really trying to understand something that is outside of you, and it's really not, you don't know it. Because I, like, I do get that. Yeah, for sure. I guess I guess all of these questions do kind of come back to what about a woman who's been widowed seven times? And it's like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, just forget about it because you're literally is, talking from true yeah. ignorance. And which is why for me, it's like, well, let's just get to like, let's let's remove the complication. Let's go to the most simplistic thing you can get to. Man and woman give their life to Jesus. They get married. They have sex for 70 years. They produce some kids. They love each other. Their faces emulate each other because they've been looking into each other's eyes forever. You know, they laugh. They cry. They have all this experience. They get to heaven. All that's gone. Or or is there some depth to it that we don't fully understand but still exists? Again, I'd have a hard time saying it doesn't exist. That's well, my point. If I'm using your premise, and I'm not, I actually do kind of agree because I'm just thinking about uh, Augustine, St. Augustine, and what he was saying about the higher orders of love. And I think that one of the common issues that we struggle with today is our misordered love. And once we get to heaven, then I feel like all of the, every, all of the loves order themselves properly. Okay, keep going. I, I like this. And then we have God, obviously, number one, and then just wife, kids, you know, hopefully everyone made it into heaven. And from there, it's like, if that is the proper ordering, the proper structure of love, then why wouldn't the relationship persist there if that's the structure of love? And I would almost argue now that I'm thinking, why wouldn't sex exist there? Because it's a part of, it is a part of the relationship. Well, it's a part of the fit. It, well, it is part of the relationship. I, I would say that there's just no, there's no evidence of that at all. It doesn't say it doesn't though. That's true. So I'm you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you're telling me is there's a chance. It, it also doesn't say that we'll be token out on ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers either. That doesn't necessarily mean just I'm, because it doesn't I say. I have an argument for it. It doesn't just because it doesn't say we're, we're, you know. How many of Solomon's wives do you think are in heaven with him? All of them. I have a solid argument. All of them. And he's going to have to live with them forever. And it's a little taste of hell for him. Mm. I have a solid argument. Well, I have a... Because there's people who are like, wait, no, I want out. Death is... I only made a vow till death to his part. Come on, Zach. So, like, I get the idea that the, the that sex is the biological aspect of it. It's not just the biological. No, 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 no. I know. But you're saying... Again, we're getting into the weeds of a thing. But, like, Jesus and his glorified body still ate. And that is purely yeah, biological. No, no, listen. So he could, we could definitely be taking, we're taking a physical body into heaven. We could you be know, taking listen, a lot of that kind of You know the, the closest to heaven Jessica gets? I, two minutes in heaven is better than one minute in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, a little taste of heaven on earth. You know what I mean? Mm. Some business socks. That's, That's going to get me in total trouble. Reference. This oh is like this goodness. is going to be the one thing that Jessica actually watches. I don't understand that. Can you explain that? It's a flight of the Concords reference. I'll show this you is, the this video is Spice later. Daddy finally jumping in here. I'll break this down for you, please. So, because I, I I didn't understand your comments. So, so the I'm one thing in. better than one minute in heaven is two minutes in heaven, because most men are really only able to endure about two minutes or so sexual intercourse before they've the rocket has left the pocket. What is that? 
Now you're, now you're. I'm not gonna push any further. Yep. All right. Well, I found our first short, boys. My uh, dad. My dad. My dad. I'm not kidding. Years ago, my dad did a uh, a men's group Bible study at a camp, and he called. Hey, the title of the message is "You Have a Rocket in Your Pocket." I remember that. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And and he talked about like, hey, you have a rocket in your pocket. What's the most important thing? Keeping your rocket in your pocket. No, don't ignite it. <laughs> you have a rocket in your pocket. And the moment you ignite it, you ain't going to contain it. You're not getting it back in the pocket. It's not, it's not going to, the rocket won't stay in the pocket if you light the fuse. I so mean, the goal is don't light the fuse. Elon Musk has kind of revolutionized reusable. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, and to be fair, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, this, this is more of like, emphasize the rocket in the pocket and the design <laughs> of his particular, the blue order. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I have. Oh, it's terrible. So I do have him on the You board. know, Elon Musk, they redesigned their rocket just because the blue origin rocket looked like, what was it? Uh, the Austin Powers movie? Mm-hmm. No, it's a dictator. It's a, a, a dictator. Yeah. Counter- they counter. redesigned it just to make it not look like what it looked like. Yes. That so, is, Go ahead. Uh, yes, I was going to say, so more seriously, I guess. Do you think... Cause it more seriously, like a, this is your fault. Ryan, oh, sorry. It happens. Things just slip out of my mouth. Explain that very uh, sexual comment right. to me in detail, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, do you think that's why Satan pretty immediately attacked that aspect of humanity? Uh, with not just homosexuality, but you have the Nephilim and stuff like that to where... You see what I'm saying? Well, the you can go one step beyond that. Like, like you could, you could make the argument that, like, that the satan, like the original temptation situation, what was Satan really ultimately playing on? He was playing on the marital relationship, because it wasn't the fact that Eve took the fruit, ate of it, because Adam the man could have said no. Like we're told that then Adam ate of the fruit. Eve, Eve was deceived, but then Adam killed himself because he would rather die with a woman. Like, like, like there's even a, a deeper perversion to the original temptation where Satan is playing on like Adam's job is to protect his wife and to safeguard her. And, and she's alone with the serpent, you know? And, and it's like, even in the original temptations scenario, like sin, destruction, it all came in um, because a marriage got attacked. You know what I mean? Like, so it even goes back. I, I'm agreeing with you. I think it goes back to the origin. So I think that kind of answers my yeah. original question. Is it spiritual or physical? And I, it, I think it's a combination of two, which translates sure. heaven because Satan wouldn't have attacked it if it didn't hurt at yeah, he loves to kill, steal, and destroy. But like, the one thing that would hurt God is like going after the spiritual aspect. Of For things, sure, so. I think that's insightful, and I would agree with that. Like, I think that there's something, there's something deep to that. Um, and then, and then, <laughs> what was the first thing that man created? A murderer. You know, I mean. It didn't. It didn't take very long to 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 illustrate the corrosive nature of what Satan had done, of what sin had wrought. Um, absolutely, I, I I totally agree with that. So, uh, we we're at nine o'clock. Any 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 quick follow up? Anything online, Creighton? What do we? Got? Uh, I have another question from Alexis that should be pretty easy to to get through. She said, um, "Does it say anything about eating in heaven?" So, if you'd yeah. like to go ahead and describe the marriage supper. Yeah, marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, first thing we do, hot sauce there. Hot sauce for certain. You're in charge of that. Yeah, That's, no sriracha shortage there. <laughs> you know what I mean? No oh, sriracha. Hey, um, yeah, yeah. No, the marriage supper of the lamb. There's absolutely eating and uh, the finest sure. meats and uh, meads, if I remember correctly, meats and wines maybe. And then, uh, but I mean, the the, uh, the other illustration of that is just Jesus on the road to Emmaus, where he broke bread. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 ate. He cooked fish on the shore. Uh, the the res again. We we try to figure out what eternity, what resurrected body looks like. 
Um, do you think when we're having, we look at Jesus? Do you think when we're having wine at the marriage feast that the Baptists are going to be angry and think they're in hell because of it? I hope so. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny. Uh, speaking of Justin, the last comment we have uh, was from a little while ago, but I didn't get to it. This is from his favorite Karen, and it says, "Yes, we need a new daughter-in-law." Uh, and a new grandbaby. And oh, some she new grandbaby. Twenty twenty-five, baby. She her. <laughs> oh, so you had not mentioned anything of, of this to your mother? Of course not. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad that your mom's getting breaking news on your life. So, so when are you free? Like in the next two weeks? Probably not. Oh, you're going to be. <laughs> Probably never. This in is the next this two weeks. is gonna this is gonna happen, man. You're you're you are in trouble. I'm not looking forward to any of that. You yeah, will. You be. are. You. Yeah, you are. You're blushing even right now on camera. Even with a white balance on, you're you're getting a little Night rosy there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Creighton, how are you feeling? We good? Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, Mark Lawson says uh, barbecue will be there. We know he loves the aroma. True. Also true. Absolutely I do, true. I do love the fact that God like created the entire, like, this is how I want to be worshipped. Cook meat. Mm. <laughs> yes. And Mitch. let the... Roma come what up to What are you saying it. about going vegan? Yeah, yeah. We're, That's very anti-Jesus of you. I don't think it is because it was a garden and there's lots of fruits and vegetables in a garden. So. Didn't eat meat until after the flood. But then we did. But then we did. And Chill. then Jesus did. And then there's lamb, the marriage supper of the lamb. Been way more meat-eating years than there have been non-meat-eating All I'm going to say is way an more animal, sinful years an animal was only years. killed after sin. So what does that mean? Jesus, that being said, I'm Jesus not giving up meat. meat. I see. I understand your point. I'm I don't disagree saying. with you, but I'm I'm not giving it up. I have an addiction. I think there's. Well, probably... you know what? You know what? What I eat kills what you eat. <laughs> That's true. Although I think McRibs are restructured. So. <laughs> That's all I'm, I'm just help, about that. I'm just helping <laughs> to rid the world of cow, cow farts. So. Which all that methane. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. This is where we're rolling off. Yeah, right. we need to go. Great. Now, uh, let everybody know kind of the, the, the generalities, and then I'll take us out. The generalities? Hey, thanks for watching the Outlaw Radio Show. We're a podcast and a YouTube channel, and we're working on things. You can reach out to us two different ways, 678-883-3316, which is our text line. You can also drop us an email, which is at pokecrayton at gmail.com. Those generalities. Pokecrayton gotcha. at gmail.com. Uh, again, this episode uh, will be podcasted tomorrow. Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting. If you're listening, come join us 8 p.m. Wednesday night uh, outlawradio.live, which is our YouTube channel, or facebook.com slash the radio outlaw. May you guys have a wonderful new year, and we will see you guys next week. I'm going to hit some music, kind of stare awkwardly at the camera. Hey, thanks for watching. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We really enjoy doing this. God bless. See you guys. <laughs>